0: Hey everyone, welcome to the Tight Ship Podcast. Where we're in the pursuit of excellence. This week we're talking to John Kennedy. He's the CEO of Moo.com. He's worked at Green and Blacks uh, while it was being bought by Cadbury's. He was the managing director of Wayfair, the home furnishings retailer. He cycled 6,000 miles from London to Australia and now he is the CEO of Moo.com. This week we're talking to him about the biggest challenges in growing an organization at the pace that Moo have been growing. We're talking about culture, we've been talking about how to ensure communication is working well inside an organisation. We talk a little bit about uh, dealing with outsourcing, trust and vision. And he reveals one really interesting point around roles and responsibilities uh, and and how they're so important in an organisation that's growing and how you need to define them. I hope you find this interesting. It's certainly an exciting interview to do and I look forward to seeing you in the comments. And obviously you've been
1: here just
0: over a year. I've been here a year and
1: we've we've continued to grow pretty amazingly fast in that time. And I think the the, on the on that sort of revenue side, we're growing at about 40, 40 to 50 per cent per year and have yeah. done every year. Um, and so that's certainly, you know, we're now at, at 270, 275 people. Yeah. Um, so pretty different from the yeah,
0: that's, that's people. That's a big growth.
1: Yeah. Um, and I mean, hopefully, you know, as always, you, you're, you're hoping that the, the growth in number of people is exceeded by the growth in your top line, in your revenue side of the business. Um, but I think sort of it's how you how you take the culture that's there, there, and it is easy to be there in a, in a in a small firm and and continue to grow that across large numbers of people, number of different sites. We now have. Uh, we're about to open our fifth site, with our sixth site um, coming on stream. Um, in March so and that's across the UK and the US yeah. and I think possibly the biggest thing that's happened since in the seven years is, is the company has, has gone from being a UK centric company to a US centric company Right so
0: seven years ago you just opened your first US office and Right now...
1: and now we're about to well we, we will have um, four locations in the US exactly. for different reasons. Um, we have a, a sort of headquarters uh, for the uh, US business and in fact our worldwide marketing out of Boston and then we have manufacturing in Providence and we're looking to open another manufacturing base and we have also our, our um, bigger business, focused, the enterprise focused business, moving business yeah. in, in, in another office there in the, in the same area. So so how, how to keep that culture going in these different offices, which are remote from the, the headquarters where where the majority of the team is, is one challenge. And then you've got the second challenge of when you've got an office that there's now there's 150, 180 people in this building. How you keep them feeling like one family
0: and not yeah. not splitting into silos. So, what do you think the biggest challenges are? What do you think, What are the best? in terms of your your plan to continue growing? It's not going to stop. So, how do, How do you see that? In terms
1: of- uh, I think that the, there's a challenge that you, you have to move into, um, uh, get a little more structured and a bit more process oriented, but you need to keep the speed. And so it's, it's, it's getting that balance right so that people, first and foremost, they know what's happening, where, what's the vision and where it's going. You have to be much clearer than you were in a 30 or 50. Person company um, yeah. and 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 keep on repeating that through through different forms of communication um, because you know some people will will read the blogs some people are much better on face to face other people you do do the cascading through through teams and it's really using all the different
0: levers that you can. So you get at a manufacturing organisation, you're a sort of startup, but you're also a manufacturing company. Mm. I thought from the start you have to be really quite. There's
1: in the manu- manufacturing. Definitely has its own culture and standards, and you, you always have to adhere to that. But I, I think that the what always comes through there is, is as long as there's a passion for the product, and as long as everybody, you know, particularly, you know, the, the last person to touch it before it goes into in, into the envelope has that passion, then you should be okay on that. Um, you know, disregarding the other the other issues that are standard with manufacturing, like safety, you know, has to be <laughs> part of any any manufacturing process. Uh, but thankfully, we're not in
0: a and, and a dangerous process. And, and how do you find that balance between process and and free will? I guess
1: I think that the because the cultures
0: the, in the UK and the US are also obviously very the different. cultures are different,
1: um, although quite close to. I think the mood culture is quite a a US want to get it done. You know, get a big high five, yeah, good job. <laughs> uh, so there's, there's those sort of things that are a part of a culture um, well, uh, that we we fit well in with with the new, particularly the new people we're seeing. Coming into the business in the U.S., uh, it just seemed to fit him very well. Um, I think the, the one of the things you're 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 doing to keep that balance of processes and and um, uh, but speed is is clarity of roles and responsibilities. And I think that that's something that we've we've had to work hard at, and it doesn't come naturally always, too. Especially if you you, you you've been this very entrepreneurial, and where there's a gap opened up, you still want people to grab. That opportunity and, and run with it. Um, but if you've now got sort of 20 or 30 people cross functional teams, people really do need to know what's going on, and you can't rely um, on you know, having coffee chats and, 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 um, and informal communication to, to get it going. So, real clear roles and responsibilities, and people taking on that, that, that level of um, ownership. Ownership, yeah.
0: And is, what's the? I mean, you've been involved in a lot of different turnarounds, and mainly, I mean, this looking on your past, this is actually an exceptional organisation where you've come in where where it hasn't been going downhill. But you, you've worked that's, in quite a few where where it's, where it's been I a mean, sort of less ideal situation, brought it up into a really great one. What's been the most common issue amongst those different organisations? Is there one thing that you can pin down, or is
1: it, I mean, as long as you, the, the, the pin down is 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 a simple focus and being able to communicate it. And if you can communicate it to, to a team, um, uh, then, then you can let they're, they're motivated. They know what they're doing and off they go. In the end, the, you know, the, 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 leadership side is, is, is getting that, that vision and stepping out of the way. Um, and so, and that's, I mean, if I take certainly green and blacks, that was, you know, getting very, it was a very poor focus on what we were about as a business and driving that and understanding what the market was we were going for. Um, I think there's a, there's been quite a difference if I take those two to, to contrast green with, with, with Moo. The, in wax um, both Moo and, and Green wax started by outsourcing production. And, and that's a, a, a good way to be able to get scale quickly is to work yeah. with people who, who really understand who can be pa- passionate about the product, but don't have the, the marketing and brand skills and, you, and probably new product development skills that you have in the, in this core, um, high-performance team and you ally yourself with manufacturing and grow that way, at some point, as has happened with Moo, it it becomes sensible to take that manufacturing in-house, both from the sort of control, but also from, you know, cost take the margin point of view, and then you're able to grow that that piece fast. But even now, we we will use um, outsource manufacturing to to test stuff out and to to get going, and then we may or may not bring it in. So partnerships, partnerships with others is a really key part of of growing companies fast.
0: And on that side, you again, you've had a load of experience building partnerships. The things that, in of terms of setting those up, how do you go about ensuring that? It's I'm assuming you have to devolve some of that power down. So how do you ensure that that happens in a, a sort of structured way? I think it's, way?
1: it's it's the culture again, and it's a culture of trust. Oh, and certainly, I, you can have you can you do contracts and all those the, the sort of things, but in the end, it's it's person person trust, and it's in it, it is the same as you know whether you're. Uh, you know the, the techniques within a company and, and external when you're working with partners are the same. you have to walk floor you have to be there you have to be involved in, in, the, um, in the detail and I think that's you know it 's true certainly my take on on you know, being being near the top of the organization senior management have to be out there doing it listening, um, being part of it and, and whilst there 's pressure to to do external. Um, facing stuff actually being being on top of what's going on in the company and, and, and relationships still matter hugely. So so I'm sort of I think I mean, that's certainly with, with external and I think internal as we grow
0: this business. And would would you say the relationships stand on top of uh actually defining things at a really high detailed level? Or would you say that the highly detailed level is more important first? Um
1: I don't think it's about defining things at a highly detailed level. It's defining roles well, um, but then it's defining a vision um, that's not necessarily highly detailed, but it's clear. And then if people trust, if you've got that trust, mm. then you can build, then people will talk. And out of that comes the, comes the you know, potential um, debate, conflict, which is good if there's a trust level. I mean, this is sort of classic management theory which I think just does absolutely apply. You've got to have trust. Yeah. And once you've got trust, you can deal with the issues.
0: Um, so trust and trust in the vision. And so, how do you guys communicate across your five offices and make that actual happen? How do you ensure that the vision and the, the ethos actually passes through? I mean, I keep trying. <laughs>
1: and, 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 um, I mean, a lot of, as you'd see in this office, a lot of um, audiovisual television screens around it's, it's the, so telecommunication that way. Um, a lot of, um uh you know the other end hitch hat just constantly being in, in in communication but also a lot of travel. I mean if we're we are a US sort of focused company now that means that um I'm over in the US probably eight times a year now um spending you know a decent amount of time that to to be be with the teams and, and understand the market and, and and vice versa. You know, we've got a lot of people coming back over here. Um so it's putting in the the miles as well. Um, in terms of
0: that communication, where do you see when it does break down? What's the most common things you see break down in those situations? Is it that people aren't aren't just aren't dealing with the technology well? Is it that the technology is poorly implemented? Is it that it's you know, wrong tools for the job I, or, uh, I'm not
1: sure the technology can ever be the, really the blame. <laughs> 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 the blame hand in it. It's it's people. You yeah. know, because there's always you know. if, if the flash technology is not working. The telephone still tends to work, and email, you know, Gmail. We, we rely on uh, Google Mail. That that's pretty reliable. So um, I'm not sure that that's the answer. Um, it's it's people either not keeping the you know, others informed, and therefore people who should have been part of the who are part of the sort of stakeholder group getting left out, and then it comes back on you that way. I, I would say it's 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 if again, going back to if people don't understand somebody's role, they won't invite them into a
0: conversation yeah. necessarily. If they do, you should be okay. And then obviously giving the res- passing the responsibility to the individual at the end of the line to actually know what's going on and yeah. you know, self-reporting. So communication, I mean, you're, you're covering people, strategy, uh, execution, and uh, probably maybe you can actually just hand it over to someone else. Which one of those do you tend to focus on the most which, which one is the one that you find that needs the most attention in, in any organization maybe, or, or when you anywhere in the past
1: um I, if I'm understand the, the the question the, the people side is, is always the it's always going to take more more time but the the issue is is building you know enough time to think is is I think in you know, most people's jobs sort of that feeling of not of not stepping back enough. And you know, the um, and so finding that time to to sort of look forward in a in a fast moving organisation is always is always a challenge, I think. But you the with being a, a classically venture backed organization, you don't have um, you don't have the luxury of of, of um, research teams and um, some sort of um, that there is a, a you know, stretching yourself kind of thing, and I think that's that's always true. Yeah. So, so strategy is is well, hopefully we're getting it right, but you know, <laughs> something's working because you know the growth is there. Um, so, um, but you know it's constantly changing. It's fast. It's you know it is a, a fast moving um, market, and certainly the opportunities out there. A lot of competitors coming in, um, particularly in the we've seen in the UK. Um, so yes, we've got to be we've got to
0: be sharp. In, in terms of those people that you bring in, what do you look for when you're trying to build a team? You seem to have a lot of experience starting with, with from scratch and mm-hmm. pulling uh, large numbers of quite senior people together. That that can only cause interesting situations with sort of. Uh, all sorts of personalities working together. How does how how do you find to make that? How do you find? I mean, the best all that it, work. It, it,
1: it is trying, but fit is everything. Fit and culture is you know you, there, there are a lot of bright people out there, which is great. Um and 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 a lot of people can get very excited about working in in, in startup in entrepreneurial environments. Um. So that side is not a is not a difficult sell. It's making sure that when that they um, have the same. Fit in terms of want to get stuff done, want to sort stuff out, and um, are very, you know, team oriented and I'm going to have fun along the way. I mean, part of the the joy of this company is, is has been maintaining that that um, sort of attitude, whether it's um, just you know, having you know un- undermining any any serious meeting <laughs> by, by wearing stupid hats or or by um, you know cracking jokes or you know we we have lunches on every friday as a as a as a business and we have lots of cake we eat ten thousand pounds worth of cake and <laughs> they, uh, in weight and uh, uh, and so yeah, yeah there's it, fit 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 definitely feels like the, the key ingredient because in the end you can get you know the bright people will come in and if they don't fit they will leave and um and so that's been and and when you can spot that in an interview is always the challenge
0: yeah and when do you have a litmus test that you work to to actually uncover uncover where people fit and how the you know if i was starting from today going okay i need to build this team of people who are going to help me grow my organization um you know maybe i'm at five or ten people at this stage and i know i need to take that step to move myself from sort of one million pound business to the 10 million pound business what are the what are the people that i'm looking for what's the was cultural fitness. I think so. if,
1: if 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 there hasn't been a, a, a if there hasn't been laughter in the interview, you're probably you're probably missing something. And and I think that that would be my litmus test. Um, is whether there's a, a social side on it. Uh, and then there's you know clearly is are they are they put somebody who, who enjoys their work? Yeah. And that's that's a, a key thing. Um, so because um, you are asking them to go out of that way, you know there will be times. And, you know, I think as in any small, small growing business that you're asking people to put in a hell of a lot of of hours. Yeah, yeah. So, serious commitment. Yeah, serious commitment.
0: And then once you get, once you find the right people, how do you bring them in? How do you get them indoctrinated? How do you pick, how do you how do you mould them to move yes. or to? Agree that? <laughs> <laughs> oh, room for many hours. Um, <laughs> So it's
1: um, I, I'm not sure there's a, you know, a way other than um, getting them to experience, getting them going, getting them some work, not yeah. talking to people, ensuring that they um, understand. We have, a, you know, we do have a, 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 a brand book, some guidelines as to, to how, but it, that's not, you know, those a, that's a backup because it's all, all about how to, how do people behave? Um, so I think it's, it's making sure that they meet people and, um, and understand and then calling out behavior. And, and, and as a, as a business, I think we're pretty good at that, that if, if, if if somebody's behaviour is great, they get called out very positively, and somebody isn't living the values of me, maybe, then they also get called out. Oh, and and I don't think as a business, you know, I, I think that that certainly for me is is more being having such a an attention to the culture is is something that I haven't experienced before, and I'm, I'm really enjoying that, that that actually that's put right at the top
0: and having. Having then experienced that, is that something you would then focus on in future oh, yeah. organisations yeah, exactly. a lot more? Yeah, I think it's. I think
1: it's it's, it's hugely positive in terms of, uh, of the team dynamic, uh, and it just makes it a more fun place to be. Yeah, of people. course. <laughs> <laughs> it, so. Um, so yeah, I think that being being understanding what what the values are and what the you know and what negative values are sort of kicking around that you want to you want to change, um, and 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 pushing those through and being being open. So that's something, as a team, hopefully, you agree, rather than individuals uh, um, at the top and the, you know, the, the the leader. I mean, clearly, this is an entrepreneurial company, and, and um, Richard, the company, has a lot of that cultural value built into him because he's, he's kicked off and the values have stayed with the business, which is great, and still having him... Driving that is, is, I think, a huge advantage. But, you know, I don't think it's the only way, but I think it's a huge, huge advantage.
0: And when you're dealing with a cultural shift, when, or when you're dealing with in, sort of imposing or bringing in culture or adding culture, I mean, I, I deal with a lot of organisations yeah. on a regular basis who who clearly have either merged multiple businesses together and there's cultural uh, cultural differences. How do you deal with the people who aren't... Yeah. How would you deal with people who aren't in the, in the cultural in the cultural idea of where the organisation wants to go, I and mean, it's a very difficult thing. I mean, obviously, this is a, an ideal situation where it's been born from the beginning. In the last, sort of, ten years, you've had an organisation sort of growing perfectly. It's, it's a less ideal, it's a less realistic situation for other organisations. So how do you deal think with, mer-
1: uh, mergers are really challenging. Um, I'm, I'm not, I can't speak from personally, but that's, I think from what one understands, that's a, that, you know, you're trying to redefine... Um, Either one or both cultures. If you bring two businesses together, and um, and you have to be, I think you just have to work at it. You have to be explicit about what you're trying to do, and that's my understanding. And, yeah. and some people will take to it, and some people will will leave at some point. Um, yeah, I mean, I've
0: seen some big some big clashes. I mean, Sun and Oracle stands out to me as yeah. the most obvious sort of. <laughs> I,
1: I had a bit. I mean, we we um, we sold Green and blacks to Camrys. Yeah. Um, that was a clash of cultures, um, and. And it's trying to still maintain the best parts of, of the entrepreneurial side while, while realizing that actually there's, there's very good reason why the capitalist culture is, is the, the culture it is and how do you find that that medium of, of protecting some of this going forward but then you know that's clearly not a merger of equals but um, and so you have to define what what do you think the new culture um, can be within the greater um, business that you're now in so so yes I think those things but I don't think there is a right answer it's <laughs> to focus on it and think about it um, uh, rather than to bury it which is a tendency I mean I think it's very it's very easy for particularly for the sort of um, you know, intelligence senior managers to focus on the numbers because they're very hard and very easy to talk about um, but um, I think the, the key thing is the culture is is the, the organisational health of the business is, is actually what's going to make the difference.
0: And so just stepping away from people a little bit, because uh, I think we're, we're, we're clear on that, if Moo is a very technology-driven company, a very technology-based company, it doesn't necessarily look that way from the outside in terms of the, the end product that comes out as print a printed card, but what sort of technology do you guys use internally? What How do you, how beyond obviously, you know, uh, the usual that an organisation would use. Is there anything special or specific that you guys use to help?
1: Um, I, I don't think, I mean...
0: You know, yeah, you mentioned you use hit chat, you, well, you lots of video conferencing, lots of... Uh, there's,
1: there's a you know there's a fair amount of, of the, the communication tools that are there. There are some people who are uh, absolute you know, techno-geeks, techno but actually, if anything, the, 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 the root of the culture of the company is in design, um, rather than it's technology enabling design and the democratization of design of being of helping um uh, all all businesses uh, um look at their best and get that get that across and so i actually i would say that comes across more strongly than than our geek side yeah um and and yes we have you know the good video conferencing is excellent um but it's more about um uh, a bit of style, and if you look around the office, there's there's, there's 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 both wit. There's a combination of wit and 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 hopefully, you know, some lovely pieces of furniture in there yeah. as part of it,
0: without going mad. Or- I mean, it's amazing that that culture is still maintained. I mean, when I talked to Richard seven years ago, he was exactly saying that thing. You know, make businesses look their best. You know, make design available to everyone. Things that that would be very difficult for small organisations to make that possible for everyone. It,
1: it's, it's the fundamental it's, reason why we exist yeah. is to try and is to try and bring design um, into you know easily available for everyone. You're starting up a business. Uh, yeah. This is what yeah. we want to be able to do. It's give you make you look fantastic. Yeah. Um, because I think yeah. it's such an empowering part of you know if you make if you make your business cards you make your flowers whatever it is the identity that comes through it gives you as a business owner the confidence to go out and and, and um you know convince others that you're the right player um...